Welcome to episode 22 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Yeah, we are. Uh, quite a few. Absolutely. <laughs> we got a quite, quite an assortment today. here. Well, we, we've been, uh, we've kind of been on vacation and not really had time to do one a uh, podcast in a while, but we're back in the seats again yes, and we back, are. back with the mixing glass and the mixing spoon and what what do we have here what is what are we going to be doing here today we're going to be doing an amaro tasting Mm, yum yes and i am um, also going to give you guys a couple recipes to use amaro in so that you understand what it is and how to use it pretty much like what we uh, our modus operandi tell you what to get and then tell you what kind of drink to make with it we have a lot of amaros at home and we also have vermouth which i'll probably do as a second episode Amaro is Italian for bitter, and it's an Italian herbal liqueur that is generally used as like an aperitif or a digestif. Okay. And they use a base spirit for this, as opposed to a sweet vermouth, which we talked about a while ago, uses a wine wine base um, for that. So this has a tendency to be a little more bitter than a sweet vermouth. And because of all the herbs and spices that they use in it. Eleven um, herbs and spices. They're very different from each other, which makes it super fun to do a tasting. So I'm excited to do this today. I think, it, I think, it, I think it's a great way to explore what you uh, have maybe seen in the uh, in the liquor store. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you ended up with a lot of this stuff as a gift. Maybe somebody didn't know what to get you and they ended up getting you a bottle of uh, whiskey and then maybe an Amaro. Who knows why? Maybe because but, there's some recipes that yeah, call for it, but people sure. don't really know what it is. Or the opposite way, you don't have any, but after this, you might want to ask people for that for Christmas. Absolutely. And for gifts. Um, it's nice to have uh, a bunch of these open. I think Shan was getting ready to talk about how we, we do like to frequently make, do like little tastings of, of you know, whether it be Amaro's or Beaver Moose, because you get a, an idea of kind of what it tastes like on its own so you can recognize it in a drink or if you see it in a cocktail where you're out you can be like oh i've had that before i don't like that or i've had that before and i do like that or just yeah it kind of expands your palate so how are we going to do it how how, what are we going to do here well tonight we're going to i have six different amaros yum in front of us here and i'm going to give you two recipes to feature it okay um amaro is uh like i said it's a base spirit it's typically produced by um squishing and macerating herbs roots barks flowers um citrus peels uh, and secret ingredients. We might not know what those are. Dun, dun, dun. Um, into alcohol. So either a neutral spirit, or like I said, if it's a vermouth, sometimes it's wine. I think generally, I'm guessing, pure just intuition. Yeah, give us a but guess. But that in Italy, when they make Amaro's, that they're probably using like cognac or brandy. I bet, you, I bet you're right, because they have so much of that material around, and it's probably just right at hand where they can just use it. So then they mix it with um, a little bit of sugar syrup, oh, okay. and which you—that's why you get the bitter and the sweet. Mm-hmm. And then they allow it to age in cask or in bottles. I imagine everyone has their secret recipe and how long and in what and absolutely. So I mean, is this this is going to cover a lot of ground? I have a feeling because I mean, uh, I'm surprised at some of the things I see there. I mean, some of the things I'm not surprised by. You know, as far mm-hmm. as them being, you know, in the tomorrow classification so i'm ready i think this is going to be exciting to go through this and we've done this with friends over at the house we're like oh you want to try them and we just pull them out because it's really eye-opening and there is a huge taste prof there's just a huge curve in the profiles for these absolutely there's um 
so typically how you would drink it, you either would drink it neat. Um, sometimes you drink it with a little citrus wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do it with ice. A lot of people put it with uh, sparkling water or with tonic water. Sure. So that's a real typical way to do it. But they also are featured pretty prevalently in craft cocktails now. Yeah, and, and, a, the, and the Black Manhattan comes to mind as a really popular one. And the Black Manhattan, which we have featured before, so the recipe is on our Instagram and oh, it's yeah. in a previous um, podcast. The Black Manhattan, I think, is a really great way to try different Amaros. Sure. Um, with the exception of one or two that I will probably uh, flag. Mm-hmm. But um, that is a really good way because then you can, as long as you're using the same bourbon or rye, then you get to taste what the difference is of your drink. So Absolutely. That's, uh, by the way, Black Manhattan, one of my very favorites. Sure. It's um, delicious. I make it for friends often, too. And Absolutely. I've gotten a couple uh, people hooked on to Onto Black Manhattan instead of a Manhattan. Um, mm-hmm. Though I would also say I'm just a regular Manhattan switching out vermouth is also a really great it's experiment. great way to uh, kind of start your experimentation. I love a Black Manhattan, but we're not going to make those tonight. We're going to make we something We have up. before. It's already on the Instagram. The 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 uh, recipe is there for you to enjoy. Super simple. So there are a couple, according to Wikipedia, who you know a lot of people contribute to, there's a couple different styles of Amaros. Okay. And uh, a couple examples, and I'm not going to taste through the exact order of this because I have very specific order today sure. because of us featuring recipes, but um, there is a medium taste profile. Okay. It's typically around 30 to 32% alcohol, and it often is a balance between the bitter and the sweet and the citrus taste. Okay. So if we're, we are going to have the uh, Montenegro and the Rasmatazzi today. Okay. And those are both inside of that medium oh, taste cool. profile. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, great. Um, Frenet. Now, Frenet is sharply bitter. Sure, yeah. Um, there's a couple of different types of Frenet on the market, but Frenet Branca is definitely the most um, the available. Classic, yes. classic Frenet. And that is, uh, we'll get to the taste profile of that, but it is... Mm-hmm exceedingly different and than it's polarizing yeah, it's, well it, but it folks. has its it has its place it does have its place and in a mixed drink sometimes it is surprising what it can do for your drink absolutely so, then of course there's a light there's a light version and this is what i was surprised by there is it's lighter in color and it has a little bit more citrus notes so it's not going to be probably um as herby herbaceous um mm-hmm. but it'll have a little bit more citrus in it um an example of that is Amaro Nonino, which is used in a lot of recipes. Yep, nice and for sweet, example. kind of, yeah. And when they say light, it's not just the flavor is lighter, but the actual color is going to sure. be lighter. I'm looking at like a array of six of these, and every single one of mine are completely different colors. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there is one called Alpine. That's another taste profile. And that's flavored with Alpine herbs. So I wonder if that's going to be like Unterberg or something like that. Um. They have, uh, I've had this before, this Amaro Barillo, Barillo, I think it has like a blue label. It's really good. Um, It has more of a smoky taste to it. Oh, okay. And it's actually a little bit less alcohol content. It's like 17% generally. Um, We don't own any. I've just had it outside tasting from other places. Then we have the, and I'm going to murder this, (laughs) Carcio, 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 Okay. 
Sorry, I probably said that wrong. Anybody who speaks Italian, I apologize. They can look it up on Yes, but you will themselves. likely know what this is, and we will be featuring a drink today with this profile. Okay. And this is made with artichoke. Ah. Uh-huh. So these amari are generally taken as an aperitif instead of a digestif. So okay. aperitif is before, digestif is after your meal. Sure. Okay. Um, and cinar is one of those. That's the one I was thinking about. I... I like Sonor a lot. Mm-hmm. I do too. <laughs> uh, it sounds weird. There's other ones that I have never tried. We will be going to Italy next year, so I'm super excited. I actually found a, a bar that just opened like a year ago, and all they serve is a Mario. So I'm excited. But there's one called, this is the one I want to try that we do not have, Tart- Tartufo? Tartufo? And it's made with black truffles. Oh, that sounds good. I know. I want to try it. I'm going to try to, I'm gonna like try to that, find yeah. it when we're there. Just because I was really surprised by Cinar with the artichoke and how it didn't taste like artichoke. I love truffles, and I'm kind of excited to try that. So we'll see how that goes when we have a chance. Yeah. Um, that's going to be on my list to try to find. Unless, of course, it's $700 a bottle or whatever. Then no. Whatever. Yeah. Then no. I can't imagine. Um, then there's uh, China which we've seen uh, Chino Martini uh-huh. um, before out in the market. Um, that is uh, is made with the bark of the chinchona. And this okay, is, yeah. It's it's the bittering agent. It's the bark and a bittering agent. We've sure. used that bark before mm-hmm. making bitters. Sure. Um, so they, there is an Amaro that features that. And then um, Rebobaro, which is made with a rhubarb base. That might be good. That would <sighs> definitely be bitter for sure. I want to try that. So those are, and then there's miscellaneous. There's a lot of different other other types of amaro, and uh, you know, made with honey or fennel or walnuts or you know, there's a lot of different types. But that's the general style styles of amaro. That sounds great. I can't wait to start tasting some of these. So I think the first one might be a might be a little surprising. Um, we have featured it often, and uh, that would be Campari. I was surprised to find that Campari was classified as an Amaro. So would also Aperol be part of that? Aperol also is, and I just didn't okay. have any, so I'm not featuring okay. it in our in our discussion today. But yes, absolutely, Aperol is. Okay, that's cool. Um, both of those, we've featured them both in recipes before, and you can find them on your Instagram. Campari, uh, Gaspar Campari. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cafe, Cafe, I can't <laughs> remember what it was, Cafe... Cazzoni with with making the Negroni. I can't remember. Yeah, it was it was something that rhymed. Um, <laughs> yeah, because we're probably very, saying it wrong. It so was very it bizarre. Us, yeah. <laughs> so yes, absolutely. Um, Campari and Aperol both are um, kind of a brighter colored, sure, uh, crazy colored things. And we uh, joked that Campari used to be made with bug butts, beetle butts, uh, from but the it red really color, was. Yeah. It was made was with until the eighties. Yeah, it was made with bugs that created that um dye sure so um and so campari you know campari sells about three million cases a year now and uh, you probably know it mostly from negronis um or from uh spritzes are really popular mm-hmm. both soda. here and campari sodas um they're extremely well known both here and uh and over in italy mm-hmm. and so you might want to Give a taste to that and see what you think in comparison with all these others. Um, the Americano and the Negroni are probably the most common 
So I'm going to taste this. I think you should. And, uh, Let me try that. We have All a right, little, a little tiny glass it's, of some Campari. We do. It, we're just taking a little, little taste. It's really bitter. It's yeah. not a very sweet It's got a Amaro. real... I like the smell of it. I think it's got a really unique smell. And it has a really distinct flavor to it also. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot more bitter than one would it's think it would be. Bitter orange is what I would... That's they use a lot of orange in it, and so oh, that's I would a, say that's a good way to describe bitter it. Bitter orange yeah. is probably the principal flavor, um, and probably um, a little bit like herbs and angostura, maybe a little bit yeah, to me, but not as not as spicy. It's kind of a mellow spice. There's definitely a sweet in there, and uh, definitely that kind of orange flavor for sure. But it's really good. I really like Campari. But I think, oh, I'm not going to go too much into that one because uh, we've done an episode about it. But that was that is an Amaro, so that's one you might be the Delicious. most familiar with, honestly. Delicious, and you can definitely taste that flavor that you're going to get from a Negroni with the Capari, and then you know adjust to your own. Now that you kind of have, if you've now that you've tasted this by itself, you can kind of adjust that flavor. You like more of that? Put a little more in next time you make one. So we have um, our next one. I'm going to jump into the next one because then we're going to feature a cocktail with sure. it. Sure. It's uh, Amaro Chiaro. I think it's... What a ch- nice... Chio Chiaro. I, I'm guessing. Um, I'm I'm terrible. Maybe I'll go to Italy and actually learn how to say this there stuff. There you go. Here, you try that one first Let's and I'm going to tell you a little bit about it and then I'm going to try it. So this is a very dark... This is this is definitely more dark than the, uh, than the uh, Capari. Mm-hmm. I took pictures of um, all the labels, and I'll post those onto Instagram so you can see what we're talking about. Kind of has a sweet smell to it. This has a really cute label with a little lady um, walking through the through a little frame. So um, this is mm, definitely has a little more of that herb essence to it. This was started by the Pali- Palucci family um, in 1873. And in the area, it's named after the region that they are in, but that region doesn't actually have any borders hmm. um, because it had been um, created from the fascist movement um, as ethnic dom- domination of a place. Anyway, sure. so sure. They, um, this has gotten a little bit more popular as a substitute for a French Amaro. And by the way, you can get Amaros from all sorts of places. Um, it's just because they're called Amaro doesn't mean that they can't be made other in other countries. So there is a French Amaro called Amer Picon. And this is, I guess is a great substitute according to an article I was reading. And, uh, well, it's really well balanced. I thought, I think it kind of balanced that, uh, sweet elements that uh, Campari kind of has, but then it brings in kind of that tang of the, uh, of the uh, of of the herbs. So this is like a, I end. would say that in that profile, this is probably a medium in mm-hmm. that profile. Mm-hmm. I think so. And um, I would say principal flavors for me are maybe a little cinnamon. Yeah, and I got a little bit of kind of like a uh, a little spicier kind of menthol kind of taste too. too, and definitely still sticks with that kind of orange and sweet, but yet has a little bit of that uh, the herb essence in there. This one is a great one for cocktails. And so, that being the case, let's make one. Let's make a cocktail using this Amaro. Let's give it a shot. What do we need? We are going to need our mixing glass. All righty. I'll put a little ice in there. 
And honestly, I think the recipes we're giving you guys today, you could try different Amaros in them too, but this is um, the Brooklyn cocktail that we're going to be making right now. The Brooklyn. Uh-huh. So uh, this is going to be using rye. So I used a rye that we have, some bullet rye. All righty. How much of that are we going to We're going to do one and a half ounces. Okay. One and a half is in there. We used a half an ounce of dry vermouth to kind of cut. Uh, this has a little bit of sweetness to it. And... Uh, so I just use a Dolan Dry. Okay, so and so a half an ounce of that. Half an ounce of the Dolan Dry is in there. And then we're going to use a quarter of an ounce. I use just a touch more, I have to be honest, of the Amaro Chiacharo. Okay, very good. So All that's right. the one we're featuring right now. So we'll just do a fat bit there, a little bit. Of, okay, there we go. Okay, and a quarter ounce of maraschino liqueur just to add a little sweetness. Bartender's favorite friend here we go and i threw a cocktail glass a coupe glass into the freezer so if you will stir that for us and um, i'll go ahead and pull that glass stir out that it's out nice there. frosty i got some cute little glasses from my here friend we go. let's pour this in there oh that looks great too so this is the first one featuring hmm. the samaro so this good. gives you a bit it gives you a recipe to be able to try these in as a cocktail if you don't want to just sip them straight and um, this and kind of a mixture then of uh, vermouth, amaro, and a little bit of that uh, super, the, not super sweet, but the sweet and kind of cherry from the uh, maraschino maraschino liqueur. liqueur. Right, uh, no garnish on. I didn't do any garnish on this one. We just went straight into a glass. So let's. Uh, I really like it. I think it's really good, and I think it would hold up to several of the amaros that we. Are be oh wow, that's today. super well balanced. So nothing really, for me, comes to the front on that. I mean, you—it's just kind of a well balanced, mm-hmm. and you feel the warmth of the rye, and then the taste is very, very neutral. Yeah, that's really a, great it's, drink. It's a really great drink. So if, if I don't know if you caught the riff of uh, Brooklyn as opposed to Manhattan, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm, yeah. both both of those cocktails, great cocktails for featuring your amaros in. Now remember, the recipe for the perfect Manhattan does call for half dry, half sweet uh, vermouth. Mm-hmm. So kind of the perfect Manhattan, and this does lean tasting a little bit, and sometimes they even call call for a little bit of the uh, of the uh, maraschino liqueur. But this definitely. Uh, you know, it le- it kind of nods to that taste, but then I think the uh, herb essence of the uh, of the the amaro. Uh, amaro in there definitely adds a little something extra. But well balanced, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's a delicious. That's a delicious cocktail. Super, super good. So if you're ready to branch out from your Manhattans, I would I would suggest trying that one out. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun one. Okay, we're let's uh we we're gonna pick it up a little bit here. So next one is um some of the some favorite. This is a favorite of a lot of people is the mm-hmm. Amaro Montenegro. Pretty classic. You're gonna see this a lot. It's a lot lighter in color than some of the other ones we're yeah, featuring. It's kind of today. a copper gold kind of. Wouldn't you say a copper gold color kind of yeah, in the glass itself? Yeah. You'll see that it's kind of the fat bottomed long necked bottle. <laughs> Pretty classic. You're gonna see it at a lot of bars and it's, it's a, yeah it's a funny shaped bottle. It, most of the time, if you're going to order Black Manhattan, this is what you're going to get in it, unless it's going to be the, uh, unless it's going to be, um, what do you call it, the stuff made with the artichokes in it. Oh, Cinar. Cinar. Yeah. It's either going to be Cinar or it's going to be Amaro Montenegro. Let's, yeah. let's give this Amaro a try. Amaro Montenegro is a pretty, um, it, it holds up really well. It's a really nicely flavored um, and not off-putting Amaro. Mm, that is super is, mellow. It'd be like if you aren't familiar with Amaro, I would probably start with this Amaro. Honestly, it's super approachable. That would even be good. Super good on ice. It's, it leans a little more sweet. I would say sweet with what's the spice? 
Is it a clove-esque plus sweet? What would you say? Yeah, I would say, right, like cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, like baking That's spices. That's it, nutmeg. Almost. That was it. Yep, kind of a nutmeg. Kind of apple pie, but sweet and a little bit of more a kind of alpine spice. They use there. 40 botanicals. I'm not surprised. For this particular one. Um, you got some of them correct. Oh, okay. And so uh, on the site I'm looking at, Distiller, mm -hmm. they actually say that um, bright citrus notes with an underlying spice of cinnamon and cardamom. Cardamom, that's the one Oh, I was going to say cardamom. Right yeah, yeah, that's it, that's uh, it. That's it's it. medium rich and medium sweet. Yes, I totally agree. With a slight floral background to the spirit. Yes, that's actually this, a great description of it. The floral yeah, background she, is a great description. Stephanie Moreno at Distiller did a great job well reviewing done, this. Well done, Stephanie. That is a perfect... <laughs> mouth picture this is a really you know when you say drink it as a digestive or as a on ice this would be a perfect one to honestly not even mix in with anything i and i really enjoy just drinking these out in a little glass so. and i think amaro montenegro price point not that bad no not i mean not terrible i don't think it's terrible i think the price I can't is remember, actually so. one of the cheaper ones so a little, uh, little facts about this one is kind of fun. Sure. So they, like I said, 40 botanicals on this. Um, they have kind of a three-step process of how they get to it. They do like 12 mother extracts, and then they bring in other extracts, and mm. then they like distill it down and put the sugar and water in it. And then they have the seventh ingredient called the prize or the premio. Uh, and it's made of five botanicals that are micro distilled and then mixed into it. So it's a pretty wow, elaborate that's a, that's process. That's an intense process there. Very involved. Yeah, they um they and it was named after, in case you want to know why it was called that, he the Stanislaw Oh God. This is the worst name. I'm sorry. Um the guy who started <laughs> it. Let's just go. You guys there. can look it up. <laughs> Stanislaw Kabiachi. Stannis, um, you are the true king. <laughs> he founded his company in 1885 and he named it after the Princess Elena of Montenegro, oh, who became the queen of Italy in the 1900s. Bellissimo. So that's why it's bellissimo. called Montenegro. And it's good. She was and probably from Montenegro. And by it's the way. good. <laughs> and it's delicious. And that would be a really good place to start. Yes. If you don't have any of this in your uh, bar, go get this Friday night on your way home. And mix it with your favorite whiskey and enjoy. Okay, I'm going to go for another one that's pretty easy for us to get here in the United sure. States. And that's the Razmazati. I think I got that one right. Razmazati. Razmazati. Um, it is in a red, it's in a red package. They and have, it they has have like a, it's named big on the top in like blue or black. And they have a couple different ones too. I think there is a couple different ones that they have. Isn't there the Italiano and the Americano or something? I don't remember. I remember seeing that Razmatazzi is one of them. And what's the brand name? It's Ramazzotti. Oh, sorry, Ramazzotti. But isn't that's there... the brand name? Oh, okay. It is, that's just it is just what it is. Oh, um, okay. So go ahead and give that one a taste. This one is a vastly different to me than the Montenegro. Okay. This one has that. This one kind of has that dry kind of dusty nose like Campari has to it. And it's it's more of a dark a dark right. liquor here. No, wait until you try it before I say what I go. think it tastes like. Um, so this is a, I think it's really similar to Averna. So if you um have ever tried Averna, I don't have it here with us today, but I think it's a pretty similar flavor. 
That's good. What that kind of it kind of it kind of comes in with a little bit of sweet, but then it adds a little bit of spice, uh-huh. but doesn't go as far as like some of the really bold, spicy ones. That's I'm also getting, a really I, approachable. I get one. like anise or a licorice. This flavor. one's big time anise. Um, big time anise. And they flavor. actually say on this thing ginger and vanilla, and I think that's accurate. Vanilla at the end. I think there's some vanilla kind of on the tongue. And at I think the end. that ginger is the spicy kind of that spiciness to it, right? Maybe the ginger adds the spice. The uh, vanilla comes at the end, and then, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. So this one mm-hmm. is made with 33 herbs and roots, including... Well, that's the thing. There's seven herbs down. Yeah, it's including orange peel, of course. A lot of these use uh, a citrus of some sort. Sure. Um, star anise. There's that. Ah, uh, yeah, there Angelica it is. Angelica root, which is probably the bittering agent. Yeah, yeah. Quinine. Interesting. interesting. Rose petals and vanilla oh. are some of the pieces of... Of that, well balanced. So. I think that one is also really well balanced. Yeah, it, our thing's almost empty because I like this. I was one. gonna say I don't really <laughs> actually remember having this one too much by itself. I know we mix it quite a bit, but I I can't remember the last time I had this one by itself. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. I'm, it's I'm, really good, actually. I'm liking that. You know, I'm gonna have a sip of this Brooklyn while I'm, before we get onto the next. There thing you here. go. Well, and the thing I really like about. Uh, doing little tastings like this is that if we do it with your friends. Let's say you come after dinner and no one really wants to have a cocktail. You know, maybe you've had a couple while you've been out. Tasting is a great way to still kind of continue that evening, but keep the ABV nice and low because you're serving mm-hmm. little sips and everybody's having a little sip with water to cleanse the palate in between. It's a fun thing to do too. They serve you know? it on ice and that even takes that down a little bit more. Well, I'd, t- I'd say just serve I mean, it in the small little cups like what we have and just like have a little glass of water. Yeah, with I have you. the cutest like little um, uh, cordial glasses that I ended yeah. up with this big set and it works perfect for this kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, it's just. It's really fun. They're very different from each other, so it makes a really fun experience. Now, you don't have to buy all of these, but you uh, might no. have bought one or two along the way, and, you know, it's... I know they say they don't last as long, but, you know, honestly, they've been in our cupboard for quite a while, and we haven't had any problems. Right. It, we don't keep them anywhere hot or anything yeah. like that, but we haven't had any problems with it. And chances are, if you're listening and you're drinking along even halfway with what we're doing, you're going to have a bunch of this stuff already, so... Yeah, absolutely. Feel free to have fun. Okay, how that one a little licorice-y. Mm-hmm, I agree. We're going to take a big step out here. All right, um, what's next? This one's really polarizing. I uh, found an article I'm going to refer back to, but sure. somebody referred to this as the bartender's handshake. It's Frenette Bronca. Frenette Bronca, oh yeah. And uh, they call it the, hand, the bartender's handshake because... It is like the inn in the bartender world. Sure. If you're brave enough or have enough taste, I guess is I don't know how you, I don't know how they're doing it's it. It's either forward or backwards um, <laughs> on that, right? Uh, to ask for this, then they know that you're you're cool and that you're in. You're right? in the know. You're in the know that you that you can take some professional level uh, complexity and and taste in your palate and. Well and then, said, Shannon. Well, well I kind of cheated a little bit from that article, but um, I agree with that. Like that, they understand that there's that you're going to be a person who's going a step above just a gin and tonic. You know that you're willing oh, to take yeah, a absolutely. chance. So well, you know, this is a Frenette's a, a darker liquid. Like I said, kind of a maybe this is more of kind of a red. Would you call it kind of a dark red? Yeah, it's pretty deep color. I, deep red. You know, it looks like. Um, walnut wood stain or there you go like that's that. a great way to it's put like it it's really like a dark color stain. It's and it's got kind color. of an interesting nose to it it really i mean it's kind of got that kind of menthol kind of 
nose to it, but you can definitely tell there's a bittering agent in there too. Let's, I'm going to have a little sample here. You have a sip. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. So I found an article on Vine Pear that I completely enjoyed, and it was the 10 things you should know about Frenet. Oh, man, that's... Tell me what, what you're tell me what you're tasting. It's got definitely there's a big menthol kind of like cooling that comes across your mouth. Almost maybe a spearmint, but definitely Listerine. <laughs> not Listerine. I wouldn't call it medic <laughs> I mean, some may call it medicinal, but mm-hmm. I would say more of more of a menthol. But you definitely see there's a I mean, I would be surprised if there's less than forty herbs and spices in this one. I'd be very surprised. But uh, yeah, it's super big time there's taste. Lot there's a going lot going on. Here. on. <laughs> I enjoy it. The first couple times you have it, you're really surprised by it, but the more you have it, it just gets better and better. It definitely, uh, it's been around a long time too, like 1845, I think is when they started the company or at least started creating it. Um, And uh, it's popular in a lot of places in the world. Sure. I was surprised though. Guess the country where they sell the most. I'm going to go with... I love doing this for you. I know. I love these types of things. <laughs> My natural instinct would be a place that already has kind of a taste like that, kind of the maybe go with like a Jägermeister taste. I'm going to say it is Austria. No. I'll get... No, it's not. Uh, the top three markets outside of Italy are San Francisco okay. and the top market, Argentina. Really, and they think it was probably due, probably due to an ad campaign that they ran with Coca Cola. Um, oh, because Fernet, Fernet and Coke, Coke is oh, really popular. Okay, and they actually had uh, I can't remember where it was. There's a I have to find that in the article that I was looking at earlier. Haven't tried that yet. Anybody um, out there try Fernet and Coke? Yeah, Fernet, but yeah, um, that is their biggest market. Really? Yeah, they sell like seventy five percent of their holy smokes. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Wow. So I mean, good on you. It's got one of those flavors that definitely good stays. Good on you, stay, It definitely stays with you. And that they say that they pair you. it a lot because of the meat and steak and kind of the oh, food. Sure, yeah. Like people just, it's the right taste profile for them. It's um, very big. Menthol and eucalyptus. I think oh, those are the those would be the way. two yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the two things. So. Um, that is the principal flavors of this. So it's completely sure. different than anything else that we've had this evening. Um, they also use a little rhubarb and chamomile, a oh, cardamom, rhubarb. and saffron. So this is interesting. You're going to love this. Let I'm me... just wild about saffron. <laughs> and it's just wild about you. Um, let me find this article. Sure. Delay for a minute here. Sure. Well, Talk uh... <laughs> the first times we've had Fernet, you know, honestly, have been kind of in a bartender situation, where uh, in in our in our younger years, you'd encounter, you know, friends there or bartenders that you'd make friends with. That'd be you should have some you should have some Fernet. It's good. It's good for the stomach. It's like, does my stomach need that? Is that what I need? <laughs> well, Why does do I need? Maybe that? you look like you need does it. Does my stomach need something good? <laughs> Here's something. But interesting uh, I but know. it is good as a digestivo. Okay, I found it. So in the Vine Pear article, they talked about uh, 27 ingredients mixed in a secret room, by the way, um, that, uh, and they mixed get- Mixed in a secret yeah, room. Yeah, they're getting these ingredients from all over. Rhubarb from China, Canadian from France. That's the bitter. Um, Galaganga, Galanga, I don't know what that is. Whoa. Um, from India. Okay. Chamomile from Europe or Argentina. Um, myrrh. <laughs> they said from the Bible in this article. That's Myrrh funny. from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and parsley, then, sage, rosemary, so and thyme. So a lot of the ingredients are known, but there's five ingredients that are mixed by the CEO in a locked room. Holy smokes. That's like the monks that are making, yes. what do you call it? Uh, um, Benedictine, Benedictine Dom. Benedictine Dom. Is right? It's the yeah. monks, that three monks know the whole thing, yeah. So get this. I didn't know this, and this is amazing. Um, they use saffron, and you might know that saffron is the world's most, most expensive, expensive spice. spice. They use 75% of the global supply of saffron, which Jesus. at $5,000 a pound is easily the world's most expensive spice. Holy 75% smokes. of the global supply. Isn't that unbelievable? Just to make Frenette. To make Frenette. Oh, my God. I I was blown away by that. And Fernet is not terribly expensive, so I'm surprised by that. And also, the person who, one of Europe's first female entrepreneurs, ran the company. Her, really? um, the founder's son, had died in the 19th century. Um, his wife took over the company um, during his death, and then eventually handed it down to her children. But I think that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yay, girl power. Girl power for a real stiff drink. There is, there is, if you ever want to, it's a really interesting, I would highly recommend if you go to a bar just to ask um, for a taste. They'll probably give you an ounce or something like that. Sure. Pay your five bucks for it and just try it. I wouldn't just jump right into a whole bottle um, unless you've had it in something. Yeah, I mean, really, it is polarizing. I wouldn't want, and it is. Or if you know a drink you really want to make and you got to have it. But it's a yeah, it's a that's a fun one. But definitely still in tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's right in the, it's right on the list. Yeah, and it, it's it's definitely uh, one of the ones that you come to at the end of the evening or end of the tasting where everybody has a different opinion about. So my probably my favorite is last, and uh, we're gonna try Sinar. Ah, the Sinar. So Sinar is with the artichoke. Here, go ahead and have a little sip. Um, it's an, one of the artichoke amaros. And it comes from the Latin name, Sonara. Some, well, I should have you do these parts. I don't know why I even try. Sonara Scalimus. Yeah, that maybe that's it. Sonara Once again, this is not the pronunciation podcast. I always end up doing this. And I always end up in all these like Latin names and like Italian things. And I don't know how to say stuff. And it makes me sound like an idiot. But... um. But I can read it. <laughs> there you go. So um, this is not a very old brand of Amaro. So we're not in the nineteen in the eighteen forties or anything like that. Sixteen forties. Nineteen fifty two. Really? Yeah. Um, it got kind of popular in the sixties after some ads um, in Italy came out cool. um, showing it, and uh, and it was bought in nineteen ninety five by Gruppo Campari. So the Campari ah. group. Ah. So, yeah, and I'm sure that the the ones making it and doing the distribution on it. So now sure. it's around a lot more because Campari also has great distribution. So yes, they do. Um, and the flavor here, you tell me what you think of it. Okay. Well, first of I, all, I was going to say it's another one of those really red, like really red looking ones. I mean, look how beautiful that is in the glass. It is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So it's not the red, the kind of shocking red that Campari is. This is like again that kind of like wood stain. Type almost of like, red, uh, wine color. Yeah, I'm almost say. And the smell. Uh, this one has a nose of. It has a little bit of that essence of Campari to it, as far as the smell. It's got that kind of like a dirt kind of quality, earthy quality to it. Let's try a taste. 
I'm excited. I love this one here, the handbag glassover. What do you think? It definitely has a. It kind of goes on the side. It's more like a more light Campari than the other ones. Yeah, it kind of leans to kind of orange with that kind of a dusty, dirty kind of dust taste to vegetal. it. Vegetal. Vegetal, sure. Not so much of the. There's no uh, anise. There's no Mm-mm. menthol. There's no you know any of that type of flavor. Super smooth, sweet. Very nice. It's a little sweeter. Yeah, Very nice. absolutely. Very nice. Um, herbal, I would say, it has a, uh, mm-hmm. it has an herbal, but it's not overpowering. No. And I think um, when you hear artichoke, you're going to think, oh, it tastes like it. It doesn't. Definitely does not taste no. like artichoke. Um, I don't even know it, what percentage it, artichoke is in there. I don't know, but you can't pick it out. You really can't. But it is a really beautifully balanced um, amaro that works great in cocktails. I mean, great in cocktails. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably got, one of my favorites in cocktails. It's got the bitter. It's got the sweet right in it, so you don't really need to do anything else. So, speaking of cocktails. Well, are um, we going to make something with yeah, that? Yeah, we're going to make it. our last drink with this, something for you guys to okay. sip and think about how you're going to make your shopping list now. So, our... Ice in the mixing glass. Yeah, so the drink that we're going to make is using, surprise, surprise, um, the Cinar, okay. and it's called the Bitter... Yes, how do I say it? Bitter Giuseppe. Giuseppe, sorry. Bitter, bitter Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Um, this was uh, featured in Chicago a while ago okay. at a place called, I want to make sure we give the right people the right stuff. Um, Stephen Cole is the person who created it, and it okay. was um, at the Velvet Hour in Chicago. Oh. That sounds lovely, by the way. I don't even know we what that is. We would love to go to the Velvet Hour. But I love the name of it so mm-hmm. much. I like that a lot. So here we go. All right, so how much? I'm ready. My Bitter hands are itching here. Giuseppe. Bitter Giuseppe. Uh, we are going to do mixing glass, which I see you have, and you mm. have your ice in there, so great. Um, we're going to two ounces of Cinar. Okay, two ounces Again, of Cinar going in there. One. Oh, and we're, I'm going to do old-fashioned glass for this. So let me pull that out and get some ice in it while okay. you're doing this. Then we're going to do an ounce of sweet vermouth. Ounce. Um, I used Antica. Yeah, here's the Antica. Let's put one ounce of that. Uh-huh. One ounce is going in. There it is. And a quarter of an ounce of fresh lemon juice. Okay, so here's that quarter in. Okay. And six dashes of orange bitters in this right, one. Here we go. Let's shake some of this in there. Might end up using the rest of that. Yeah, bottle, I, think I, I think I think I just used the last of it in there. And uh, yeah, go ahead and stir that, and we're gonna um, pour that over ice in our old-fashioned glass. Give it a little stir there. And this, um, you might have noticed, doesn't have any hard alcohol in it. It's no. all basically vermouth and amaros. Um, yeah, so that a little pour bit. is really nice too. Look oh yeah, that. look, it's a beautiful color. This is a more of a low ABV. Um, version so and I'm going to put a little lemon peel garnish on so there almost so like an Americana a little bit I'm going to squeeze it over the top curl my curl my lemon alright okay let's check that out yeah let's see what you think alright give that a try I had a that looks great too I tried one out earlier this so looks great yeah see what you think and this isn't you know it's a little bit lower alcohol so oh that's so nice it's kind of got a, uh, it definitely lets, it lets the uh, Antica formula, kind of oh. that sweet vermouth taste come through a tiny bit, but it, it definitely it's a has great that. great way to feature yeah. the Cinar. But then the sweet of that Cinar kind of comes through and like flattens out the whole taste profile of all that and just, it melds well together. And of course the lemon, the little spritz of lemon over the top is 
I wouldn't use every Amaro we tried today in that. No, no, no. Um, I definitely Sinar wouldn't. for sure. Maybe the um, maybe the Amaro Chio, Chiaro. Well, that's basically if you um, if you substitute out the uh, substitute out the uh, Sinar with uh, Campari, and that's an Americano, but with a spritz of. Uh, just a it's little, a little sp- different because it's a little different, but yeah, same. Yeah, same basic. So instead idea. of lemon juice, you'd add uh, soda water, and mm-hmm. so it's almost the same. But yeah, it's that's really good. Yeah, I'm really happy with that. So also, yeah, low ABV, so we don't have to feel like in the bag after tasting all of these tonight and having a cocktail. So this this has been a real fun, fun kind of whirlwind show to jump back into it with. I really hope you folks out there in listening land. Do some of this kind of stuff at home and, you know, pull those bottles out, pour little tiny bits and just, you know, taste it and have fun and, you know, kind of just, you know, even pull out whatever you have for bittering agents and just taste these individual mm-hmm. elements that you're going to be putting in, basically your cooking tools. And like we said before, it's it's like cooking, but it's better because it's drinking. That absolutely is right. And I, I totally agree with you. Um, you, to be able to tell what you're going to want to mix with other things you want to taste them individually and it is it's always so much fun when we have people over and we're like oh let's pull them out and like and nobody really you know i don't know if any of our friends have ever had half of these you know sure and so it's a really fun thing to do and um there are classes i've seen amaro tasting classes around um, here in seattle i have for sure and uh sometimes you can find places that feature amaros I've been to Napa where I went to a restaurant that had a big Amaro collection, which was fantastic. And you could do tastings. And then um, there's a place also in Bothell, Washington that I went mm-hmm. to for lunch and they did the same thing. So you, I think you're starting to see it more and more when you are um, traveling. If you go over to Europe, they do a lot. Have, sure. They have a lot and feature a lot more Amaros than we do. Um, so if you have the opportunity to go somewhere and try something new, I highly recommend it and is a good way to try something and not just be in the bag. Exactly. Yeah, when it, it's exactly. not like being it's not like doing shots of like 90 proof. Yeah. It's like shots of 17%, yeah. so you it's know. It's a nice either complete evening in itself or the end of the evening type of a thing. Yeah, very fun. Well, this has been really fun. This I know we went one. a little long, but sure. I think that's okay. But I think it's worth it to kind of get the information out there. If pe- what kind of pictures do you have for folks tonight? Uh, so I took a picture of each of the cocktails and okay. the Amaro that I used. So I'll feature in the Instagram post. Okay. In Instagram post, which is amateur bartending for immature, which is amateur bartending number four immature on Instagram. Recipes, pictures, and I also took a p- one picture that I'll feature that has um, the ones that we tasted today, so you can see what the labels look like. Kind in of a case. group shot. Yeah, a little group shot, just so you can see and and say, oh, that must okay. have been the one. That must have been that funny Montenegro that they with sure. the squat bottle, or you know, just so you can kind of have a reference. And um, this has been really fun, and uh, I kind of hope that we do one like this for Sweet Vermouth. I think I can see that one coming. Yeah. And as usual, please, if you go over to that uh, Instagram account please follow us on there you're going to get all the updated photos as soon as shan puts them up and as well as you can check it out and see all the back catalog we have there for, to make your friday nights and saturday nights really fun like your black manhattan recipe it, it's definitely there as well as a multitude of other things and don't forget to please uh wherever you're listening to us on this right now please subscribe and you'll always get the updates as soon Yay. as we put out a new episode well shan this has been great absolutely Cheers, Shan. Cheers.